Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dushback. And I'm on Smoko, so leave me alone. And you're saying that because you just saw the chats. Uh, well, I, I wanted to go have uh, a smoke before this, but you told me that I couldn't do it. So uh, joke's on me, I guess. But yeah, I did see the chats this last week on Halloween. It was awesome. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. You uh, also got up some punk nonsense. Um you were out in the asshole of our country, and you uh, got to see a bunch of swamp people. Yeah, in fact, this episode is late, not because I forgot to post it, but because we've both been traveling. Yeah, Alex uh, uh, went to uh, the swamp while I went to uh, the most beautiful, notoriously always gorgeous and clean uh, Los Angeles. Uh, City of Angels. To be fair... A week before I was in, actually three or four days before I was in Florida, I was in Las Vegas. So I was in the desert before that. Yeah, you went from one piece of shit town to another piece of shit town. Uh, Florida, I think, is a, a bit of a shithole, but I will not say that Gainesville is or Orlando. Those are two crown jewel cities in this country. <laughs> well, I know Orlando because you like the magic. Why do you think that Gainesville isn't a turnhole? Gainesville's great. It's, it's got that. Uh, I really like college towns and it's got that college town vibe, but with like, say more culture than like our college town does. So it smells like beer, but it's by a beach. No, Gainesville, Gainesville's in the, in central Florida. So, Oh, so it's not even by a beach. It just smells like beer and it's not in Oklahoma. Yeah. And they actually have like independent, small, weird businesses and things like that instead of a thousand oh, yeah. chain yeah, we're very corporated here. Yeah, yeah. And just chain restaurants and nonsense. Enough that I don't love plenty of chain restaurants, but you know. Alex's favorite restaurant, and this is not a joke, Rainforest Cafe. Oh, the my God. The biggest corporate conglomerate of all. We had Alex to go there. Supporting big rainforest. Here we go. We had to go there for my oldest son's birthday. And not only is the food. You had to? Yes, because that's where he wanted to go. Uh. Not only is the food terrible, but it's like here, $37 if you want three chicken tenders and some and a, a side of unflavored rice. So, But you love it, too. You're the reason that he wanted to do this. You instilled this love of Rainforest Cafe. This is your own doing. That's because I support saving Jaguars. <laughs> the car, though, you don't care about the species. You're just saying, I need my luxury vehicles. Some wires got crossed. It's okay. <laughs> uh how was your um trip to uh vegas did you see the las vegas sphere and what did they have on it because i uh, saw it they i did see the las vegas sphere and i tried to take a picture of it and send it to you uh for, for what they had on it but the photo was too blurry and it had two words on it octun baby Oh. <laughs> oh, because you too. All right. Yeah. Alex and I listen to the best YouTube podcast where they uh, do a real big deep dive on YouTube, like, uh, or on YouTube, like the, the names of the members of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what albums they've done. Um, yeah. Some of the songs that they've recorded. Exactly. You know, all the deep facts that you want to know yeah. about YouTube. Um. So that was the best part of that trip. That's fucking great. Yeah, just seeing Octoon Baby on there. Yeah. From a podcast that you and I both love tremendously. Um, that's great. Uh, it was like a flower. I'll send you a picture of it. 
but I had a great picture from the airplane in the air. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, it That's was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was really dope. I paid extra for nice leg room and both of my windows were open as we took off from Vegas. I just saw it. I was like, Oh, that's actually, it looks that's really cool. cool. Was your layover in Vegas? Yeah. Both times. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Now that we fly direct to Vegas from Oklahoma city, it's yeah, just yeah. shithole of old and drunk people on those planes. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It, it was funny. Cause like my flight out there and I'm very the same, but I've, I've never seen just so many people ordering, uh, cocktails uh on a flight like i've seen it happen before but i'm talking about the percentage of in a single flight see i wouldn't know because my flight to vegas was at eight in the morning oh god oh i just closed my eyes i was that leg of the trip i was just trying to pass out yeah so i did i did not have that wonderful experience but i guarantee there was probably half the people drinking on that flight uh well, let's shift away from from people with alcohol problems. Uh, We're not going to talk about ourselves anymore. No, I, I have nothing more to say. Okay, nothing good. more. <laughs> Happy uh, you can talk about Halloween. No. I know we talk about comic books and that type of thing, but fine. Alex is trying to make sure we're done recording in time to go watch Bedlam. I, I just want you to tell me all the news that you have. Uh, Echo had a trailer. It's going to be rated TVMA, which is the first time ever for a Marvel TV show to be rated TVMA. So what were your thoughts on the trailer? Didn't watch it. Yeah. Didn't watch it. What were your thoughts on the trailer? I've been uh, I like I I had minimal interest in this show beforehand. And after True. watching the trailer, I was like, I was like, I I think I'm excited to see an Echo show now. Yeah. Uh, you and I think both were probably had this on our least anticipated Marvel shows at a certain yeah. point. Rightfully so. Um, now, I, and I've honestly just heard about the trailer, and I know that it's going to be TVMA, and I hear it's like the Netflix show, and I've seen the stills from it, and it looks awesome. Yeah. That's it, all I can say. The, tra- the trailer features Wilson Fisk heavily as well. Ugh, I'm down. Yeah. So down. Yeah. I don't have any other news, though. Do you, do you have any other news? Um, Nicki Minaj dressed like a gremlin for Halloween. Oh, okay. Uh, like Gremlins 1 Gremlin or like Gremlins 2 Gremlins? Uh, I think 2 because she did the, the girl Gremlin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's Gremlin 2. Not Nicki Minaj. God, I don't, I don't know. Oh, my me. gosh. I don't know, man. Yeah. Heidi Klum's costume was awesome. Did you see that shit? No, but I, I've seen her costumes throughout the years. I, I didn't see this year. And her costumes are always, always. She made always. her husband dress like a big white egg, and it's the best fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It's so good. Oh Check my that. god! I I've already tell you this. Okay, so fest every year. There's two tattoo parlors that have flash tattoos. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in there. I was looking at their flash sheets. Uh and do you remember the egg from? I think you should leave. The egg. Oh yeah. 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 That was a flash tattoo. That's beautiful. With it being <laughs> a gate. <laughs> I wa- I did watch, and you and I did talk about this, but I watched so much I Think You Should Leave over the last week. Good. Yeah, it was Good. great. Good time had by all. Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about bodies. The Netflix Our TV own series. bodies, how they're changing, what they're doing. Uh, and then we'll also talk about the Netflix show. I was going to talk about the Drowning Pool song. Oh, where they hit the floor? Yeah. Yeah. 
We can talk about museums. And then they today. count like they're the count on Sesame Street. Yep. <laughs> so this is a limited series. Uh, did you read the comic for this? I bought the first issue of this um, and was so excited because it was absolutely incredible. This is when I first started reading comic books. Like, yeah, yeah. I found this in a pile, got the issue, first issue. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I got so lucky. I got issue one. Um, the series is great. And then I found out like the next day after I read it that it was going to be like an eight issue or six issue limited series. And at the time, I was looking for full series shit. Yeah, so yeah. I filed that away in my brain as, oh, man, if I ever, you know, get a chance or a collected version of this, like maybe pick this up one day. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot about it. Of course. Well, I'm glad the show is here to remind you. The comic was written by Cy Spencer, who's passed away, sadly. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah, I've read his Hellblazer run, but I haven't read much else by him. Just goes to show all your art is appreciated after you're dead. So just hurry up and die already. Yeah, that's sound advice. Yeah, just uh, paint something real quick and, and then go die. You'll be fine. But the show opens with, I would say, our main character, Hassan. She is a detective in London in 2023. Yep. She is right. asked to task to patrol these white nationalists marching through the street uh, and basically make sure that they don't make things worse uh for everyone you were asked to be a star of the white nationalist parade weren't you well i do have uh, i do have all the traits that they desire <laughs> well i'm glad that you turned that down to just stay here in oklahoma instead of go on that cool trip well, unfortunately I, I i tan just a little bit too easily and that 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 um, really i saw like furtive glances between some of the members yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know, I don't think you guys are really my scene. That's fair. I'm a bald cap away from being, you know, just <laughs> that that idealized person. But alas. So anyways, uh Hassan sees uh this kid that she knows with a gun. She chases after him. Uh and she gets goes down this alley and she finds a a cadaver. A yeah. naked cadaver. A dead body uh, that has been shot right in the eyeball. And then we cut through to, to 1941. Yep. Where uh, we see Charles Whiteman, who's another cop. Yep. So also in London, 1941, if you know this, but uh, turn on the time of a, a big world war. Uh, yeah, it was the Prussian War, I think. No, the Cola Wars. Oh, yeah. Those are dark times. That was Crystal Pepsi versus New Coke. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a dark time. Yeah, and nobody won. Yeah, nobody won. (laughs) But, surprise, surprise, Charles Whiteman gets a phone call. He has to go to this location and get a body. And the body is the exact same body in the exact same place that Hassan found it, looking exactly the same. 80 years earlier. Yep. Identical body. Then we're not done. Then we cut to the 18, I think it was 1890s. I want to say. Sure. That sounds close Uh, enough to me. It was 1860s. Uh, And we ran to another detective, Charles Hillinghead, not Charles Hillinghead, but Hillinghead. And guess what? He also finds the exact same body, the exact same alley. Uh, 
Wait, does it also have a gunshot wound in the eye? He did have the gunshot wound in the eye. Oh, dang. And so, I don't know about you, but like, whenever we did the first time jump, like to 1941, I was in. And then whenever the the next time jump to 18, whatever, I was like, this is amazing. Like, like this show has got me hooked. Uh, so well, mystery right off the jump. It it does a great job. Yeah. Of doing like the mystery box approach, uh, that like some shows like lost had, uh, and other JJ Abram joints. I can't remember my head, but yeah, but fields, I think what worked for it well too is that i really liked all three leads like i like i didn't have a preference be like over one timeline versus another i, I wanted to know what was going going on with each of them and and how they're moving forward in this case while trying to solve this mystery while being completely unaware that this has happened to two other detectives at the same time you know i have a slight different view of that at one point i i really felt like Detective Hassan was our our main. So like I really wanted anytime we were in 2023, I was like extra on alert. I was yeah. extra excited. Um and then the two older dude detectives, I was slightly less into their story. But anytime they would come back on the screen, like I would have those thoughts, like, this is the main one. This is the one that I yeah, yeah. you know cared about and this, you know, is gonna have a, a big impact. And then we'd jump to those guys and I was just as in. Well, and I, I think, well, I don't know how this worked for you, but we, I think we spent like 52, 53 minutes w- with these three characters and the episode ends with a very short time jump to the future. Yeah. It's like, like 20, 40 or 20. Yeah. yeah. The 2050s or something. Yeah. It's like 30 to 40 years later. With another cop detective, Iris Maplewood. Uh, who, yeah. Maplewood. Who, who also finds a dead body. Yep. In the odd, but that body is not dead. It's the exact same body, but it's alive. Yep. Which is an excellent twist. Like going to the future, having that twist. And also, we don't see them in this episode. We see him projected on buildings, but we see Mannix, Stephen Graham Jones' character, projected on the buildings. And I was like, oh, he's the bad guy because Stephen Graham Jones is basically the bad guy in everything that he's in. He was the only person I recognized in this entire show. Um, Charles, I think I knew Charles Whiteman because he was in season three of The Great. Ah, okay. Which one is he? Is he the first one or the second guy? Uh, in the oh, he's eight, eight, the, eight, no, 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 in the bodies. Nineteen forty-one detective, okay, the, the, the Jewish detective during World War One. But yeah, yeah, got you. I thought I, I, I was talking about The Great for a second, and I was like, I was like, I don't know how you mentally categorize people. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, but the show. So the, there yeah, is they, a. Tr- they, they do that great thing where it's the end of the first episode uh, is good the whole way through. And it really sticks the landing of leaving you with the bigger mystery of what really could yeah. be happening with having a live body there at the end. And we do have internal conflict for the characters like throughout the the season um alfred hillinghead is i don't want to say like he's a closeted gay man but he's at least like or he's probably like bisexual or pansexual or whatever uh, yeah, and it, it also kind of seems like he's discovering that about himself yes exactly 
while trying to, and he, he's also married with a family too. Yeah. So there's that conflict and having to deal with it. Then there's also uh, white men who I mentioned earlier, he is Jewish, but it's during World War One, where there's still anti-Semitism even in the UK, even though they were fighting against the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, which he tries to, and also there's additional conflict for him because he is a basically a corrupt uh, a, a corrupt cop too. Yeah, which I thought a was a nice twist. Yep. Because Hillinghead was so by the book. Uh Hassan was more law abiding as well, too. Yep. Uh, and then Maplewood, we learn her conflict a little bit later, but she can't walk. She had an implant that allows her to walk. She, uh, I guess her whole family, it seems like, is spine deficient. Yes. Uh, but in order for it to get that spine, you basically have to work for the man, the government agency Big Brother. Yeah. Which her brother is not okay with. Her brother is seems to be whatever version of a hacker is most days in a wheel, wheelchair bound. Yeah. Damn the man. Yeah. Fight the yeah. power. Yeah. L- living in poverty. Yeah. Uh, while, while Maplewood's got a nice car, a beautiful apartment, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Living, uh, living the life. So, do you say that Hassan was your favorite character? I think Maplewood ended up taking it in the end. Okay. I really liked Hassan a lot. And the boy that plays, uh, what's his name? Mannix? He, yeah, Mannix. What's yeah. his name? I mean, I guess we're jumping ahead now, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, why don't we unravel this mystery a bit? Trying to think. Uh, what the think of the best is. way to do it, or. Because it's tough. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. So many elements to it. And uh, I mean, Elias. This, Elias. Yes, thank you very much. This. This whole show and series has more twists than a fucking pretzel. Like, yeah, it's like whenever, whenever we see, whenever we learn that old woman Polly, uh, Hillinghead's son or daughter is the one who's directing a uh, white men. It's like, it's like what, what made her join this group or join these people forces? Yeah. Uh, and basically join with the side that like sabotaged her, her father. Uh, yeah. So I think I think here let's do it this way. Let's go back to 2023. Hassan's here. Okay. Uh, the man that she knows, or the boy that she knows, who she thinks set off essentially like a bomb kind yeah. of a thing, um, and had the gun and was about to shoot up this white white nationalist rally. Uh, she chases him down, finds him, finds out he's got a cohort, uh, but ends up getting the kid anyways, and chases him to a mall, and he ends up shooting himself and killing himself. Or saying know that you are loved, which we hear throughout yeah. the series, which is effectively unsettling the way it was delivered each time. Yeah, every time you're like, this has got some secret kookiness yeah, to it, like some cult aspect to it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so now we, now that brings us to this boy Elias, who is the yeah. chief suspect of uh, Detective Hassan in 2023 in this white nationalist nonsense. We they they find his house where he's living with his parents, and they see that he's got a bunch of pictures of Hassan all throughout his, his room. Yep. Yeah, which is also creepy and terrifying. But his parents seem clueless. But I think this is this was like my first like oh shit moment in the show. I think it was the second or third episode. Whenever the parents are being interrogated, uh uh-huh. and the mom seemingly cracks and tells him where to find her, but then the mom bites off her own tongue. Yep. Yeah. You're that like, was, oh, she's a part of whatever is going on here. Yes. 
yeah where she like where she snaps like she got uh blasted with like joker like, gas and all that as well too but like it was creepy and that that woman's performance was incredible because it was unsettling i don't know if it's that word but it was and just yeah. watching the blood streak down her face and her laughing and like i don't know yeah i think this gives us a good jumping off point now we've got elias we have his parents uh and we have our detectives yeah so i and, think we've got and we have our one detective who has a family we don't know about the rest of our detective families i don't believe other than hassan has a son, son and, and her dad as well too who's a part of the show yes uh, uh i do think too that i think it's a great show if you don't think about like the logic behind stuff too much like the logic behind if you take it at what they're telling you and you yeah. go along and you suspend your disbelief and you can just say, I'm going to go enjoy this yes. fictional piece of science fiction. Yeah. You buy work. in immediately. Yeah. So I, I think I didn't me- question. So I don't have any of this, but I'm curious to hear what your like gripes or concerns could be as a individual in this realm. I didn't like really like have like, too many gripes honestly uh like i i don't think it's like a perfect show but i, I really enjoyed the show but like i i don't really like have any nitpicks or anything like that what about you no i'm not one of those like sci-fi nerds it's gonna sit here and break down your logic if it doesn't need breaking down yeah and to me they did a sound enough job of explaining everything i paid good enough attention this isn't a show you can be on your phone during yeah so I, I agree. if you want to watch this show put your fucking phone down i tried it once or twice and it ended up rewinding you know, two or three minutes. And was yeah. Like, I think it helped. Cause like, I think I watched the first episode on uh, an airplane, so I couldn't be on my phone, obviously. So I was just yeah. focused uh, and immediately. Uh, I think one thing that kept me going is while Hassan is our time. I think knowing the fate of Hillinghead and Whiteman is also kept me going as well, too. And the I'll, I'll say the original endings we got for these characters was incredibly dark. Oh yeah, and yeah. So we quickly find out that we're going to have a um, like time travel type of element. Yes. So basically, Mannix Elias uh, time travels, and that's what gets him through to those different or to the eighteen sixty eighteen ninety time period. Uh, and then we see him in the 1940 time period as well, too. In the 23, and then we see him, obviously, in our uh, present day. And we also learned that he is essentially his own grandfather or great-grandfather. Yeah, I think grandfather is a, is a good word. Yeah, It seems to me like there are essentially a repeating he and his son. And it just goes on like that. Yeah. And it's just the two of them is more of the vibe that I get. And b- before we get to the end of how they solved like the grandfather paradox, I do want to how about like, how did you feel the end when you saw Hillinghead being choked to death in the, in the present cart with the chain? Oh man, it was so dark. It was yeah. so good. It was such a brutal and sad ending to a guy that, uh, you know, recently discovered something about himself that made him, a pariah in his time and would absolutely alienate himself. And, you know, he would, he'd be forced to to hide who he was in order to be accepted in, in any real way. And then he's just murdered in an absolute cold blood. Uh, 
with w- w- with no one knowing the truth that everyone seemingly thinking that like he died a villain yeah and in that time period in that time frame does he talk about or is he told about what is to become of his daughter uh yes uh i, I believe yeah. so yeah and that's another big twist yeah. as well so his daughter uh um, Polly. Polly ends up marrying Manix, Manix. Yeah. aka Elias from the from the future, who comes back into the past. Um and then basically ends up orchestrating all of this along with her. And seeing adult Polly murder the the little orphan girl that, that Whitehead had taken in too was also brutal as well, too. Yeah. That like when 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 Whitehead went out for his on his rampage. Like I was like, yes, please go and just murder all these people because I'm done with them because they are evil incarnate. Yeah. So essentially, the first detective's daughter ends up becoming evil after she marries the man from the future, kills a little girl, and helps to ensure that she and her kin are going to be powerful and create a future vision. They're basically going to create a new world is what they're being told. Yeah. Uh, they know this because they know and have had confirmation of things that are going to happen and are happening in their time. Basically, uh, their their future is being predicted and written, and they're seeing it in real time. And we do get to see Hassan and Maplewood's timeline as an old woman. We learn that basically the yeah. Manix of Blast killed her son yeah. and her father, and a yeah. bunch of others. Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Or millions of people. I don't remember which. Um, we also learn that the naked body is a professor in Maplewood's timeline as well, too. Yeah, so we we now have our victim. We've ID'd our victim. Uh, and he actually ends up trying to sort of assist in cracking the code of what happened to him. I liked his character a lot, too. I did, too. Yeah. I think he was nicely flawed, but he, I think he also had a good story arc. Uh, I want to jump quickly to how they basically stopped Mannix. But like, I, I love the idea of just instilling doubt in his head, and that yeah. the doubt wasn't something that like changed instantly. Something like just like lingered in his mind over years and years and years and years. Yeah, it was it was just so perfect the way that they were able to to really make everything um, super simplified and in a believable way. Like they were able to wrap it up um, and go back and change. Uh, change history and change the past really by just uh using his own message of love against him yeah and we in a way we got to see man x be redeemed because we got to see elias in our timeline tear up number that would have blown up the bomb so even he had a redemptive arc as well yeah i love that we haven't really talked about elias very much as a as a boy but essentially he's told that he's going to be an arbiter of the new world. Yeah. He's going to build this whole brand new world. Uh, but all he has to do is kill millions of people by pressing a button. It's yeah. all he has to do. It stresses him out a little. Yeah. Yeah. But too, with the, with that doubt spread and being effective, then we get new endings for white men and healing head, uh, as well. We'll get to see things coming. Uh, the, the you end up getting a happy ending, but how do you feel about the show being a limited series? It, I think it's perfect. I think yeah. it's is a perfect encapsulation of this story. I think it tells it about as perfectly as you can. 
Um, if you've got loopholes and things that you're finding in here, I didn't really see a lot of them. And if you're just looking surface level, you're not really going to. Um, but so much of it is is hinges on the fact that it is a limited series. I think that you could potentially go and um, find a way to to make it. Um, I don't know, not a limited series. You could do some shenanigans if you wanted to reopen it for a second season. Um, you've got a wonderful cast of characters. So you, the, the future's open if they wanted to, I feel like. Yeah. That's kind of how, like, I, like I, I really enjoyed all four leads of the show. And like, part of me was sad, like, look, Oh, I'll, I'll never get to experience these characters again. And I would yeah. like to see them with other stories, but at the same time, another story with these four characters all being interconnected would, would feel forced. Yeah. So, I, think so. uh, I think it's stronger as limited series. I, it would be fun. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would enjoy absolutely. Oh yeah. I, I, I would be back in a heartbeat for season two. If there was one. Yeah. There's just no way that you can do a season two to me with these characters in this same situation, in the yeah. same universe without and, it really muddying up everything. And really we even both say as, people who watch this show without like by turning our brains off and not looking for anything that like didn't make sense. But if they did that, that I think for both of us would stretch the point of credulity. Yep. I watched this in about 48 hours. I was, I was really hooked from the jump. I yeah. knew I was also in a time crunch with, you know, my vacation and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I was, I was just so invested. I was planning on watching like two to three episodes in those two days. And I just watched all of it. Yeah, I can remember the last time a show did that to me, to where, to where, like, as soon as I watched it, I want to start another episode, yeah. like right away. I was like, I got, I'm going to get through probably four of these today. I'm going to finish this series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what do you rate bodies on a scale of one to ten? I mean, this is like a nine, nine and a half. Like, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'll say a nine just to give it a flat, nice round number. But wow, I'll give it, I'll give it an eight. I think it was the biggest surprise of the year for me by far, in a good way. Easily the biggest positive surprise of the year. Um, and maybe just the biggest surprise in general. I didn't expect to like something this much. Yeah. It's also just right down my alley, though. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Be everybody's cup of tea. It's a sci-fi show. It's not got superheroes or superpowers. It's just fucking people. And it, it makes me want to go read the, uh, the graphic novel all the way through, too. Me, too. I'm honestly going to get it and read it probably here pretty soon. Well, there you go. Uh for our next episode, we are going back to the movies and we're going to be talking about the Marvels. Nice. Is that this weekend? It's the 10th that comes out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it could be the next weekend because that'll be after yeah. we record. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's next weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see Kamala Khan. Uh, I think above anyone else. Yeah. Are you, have you made plans about tickets yet? No, not yet. Yeah. I, are you leaning towards any type of, way to see this film you on imax whatever movie theater time works best for me <laughs> i guess that if you're a parent that makes fucking sense i've got my pick of the litter i'm i'm just trying to decide for myself i guess yeah 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 should i absolutely see it in 40x and just hate my life as a yeah, no don't do 40x oh my god yeah just as a recommendation of the hit from the henchman of comics don't do 40x ever yeah unless they want to sponsor us yeah, if you're a yeah, if you're a 40x owner, 
and you want to sponsor us, we will change our tune. Exactly. Uh, or if you're an eight-year-old child and your body can withstand a rigorous <laughs> shaking. Uh, if and you, if you like not paying attention to the movie that you're seeing in a movie theater, yeah. then 40X is, is right for you. If you're 12 and going to the movies for the first time with your friends, go to 40X. If you're anybody else in any other situation, fuck right off. Yeah, I agree. Well, for the instrument of comics, I'm Alex Ashback. <laughs> uh, and know you are loved. Hinching it easy. <laughs>